0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Impact Play. We are your weekly source for the latest news update discussions in the base that brings us out beyond just gaming. We are not only blurring the lines between gaming, entertainment, sports, and music. We are even amplifying those voices and having those stories told here on the Impact Play. You can be a part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash Play. I'm clicking on that notification bell, so you will be notified when we do go live, or later on, on YouTube, or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply search for The Impact Play. However you consume your content, whatever you, wherever you consume it, we are there. Join us on Patreon while silver recruits and above get the show ad-free. Gold recruits and above have exclusive access to not only the post-show, but they can even call in and be a part of the live show experience over at patreon.com backslash the Impact Play. I'm your show host Mohamed, otherwise known as It's Yegu, and this is episode 101. We have a lot of news to discuss so, on the agenda, we have the MTV Movie and TV Awards, plus the Billboard Awards. Fast 9 reviews are in. The NBA season has begun. Sabrina Lonassu breaks records. Marshmallow is set to perform at the UEFA Champions League Finals. iHeartRadio Music Festival will return to Vegas. Overwatch 2 will revamp the Overwatch League. The Volvo Digital might have a few games that will be released this year. Support is being rallied up for Palestine, plus the top stories of the week. So, welcome to our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing and essentially what we have been on. So, if you guys have been following following the... Uh, live playthroughs over at TV backslash the Impact Play. I've been... I've... Uh, I've... Did my first playthrough of... Aerial Knights. Never Yield. I went... I completed the game in under two hours. It was great. I'll have the full... Uh, Live stream uploaded to YouTube later on today if you guys want to view that as well, so stay tuned on that It was uh, it was an amazing game. It had uh, The game mechanics were pretty good. The gameplay was pretty smooth controls and so on the music was great as well But what I enjoyed the most my most favorite part of the game Was as you progress through the levels there were only 13 levels if I'm not mistaken or 14 including the prologue but when you progress through each level, the game difficulty automatically it gets even more difficult, which is great. Instead of you just updating the difficulty, those three stages of difficulty that you could adjust. Uh, normal, hard, and insane, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't mess around with that. I just you know decided to fully play through. But uh, n- nonetheless, it was a great game. I recommend you trying it out. It's only it's on sale now for like 10 bucks. So it's on every platform, essentially on the PlayStation 4, the Xbox, uh the Nintendo Switch and on the PC side it's available on both on both Steam and on the Epic Game Store. So be sure to check it out. You won't be disappointed. So I guess with uh actually no um uh, I want to continue playing through Resident Evil Village. I still have ways to go. And I've heard that it's not that long of a game. So I should I should uh, push through it. I should be able to. Apex Legends, I hopped into it. It was great. And as soon as I... As soon as I... I guess ended my playthrough of Apex Legends. I to into Rocket League, and that was great too. But these skins... In Rocket League, there, that, that's what first pulled me back into it, and now I'm having such a I'm having a great time. Uh, with Fortnite, I didn't really enjoy it. I was just there just to be there. But with Rocket League, when I first started playing it with friends and so on, I, I was in my cup of tea. But later on, to, uh, just recently, I've been I've been having a great time. Simply put. On uh, the entertainment side, I've been, I guess, finishing up with Time Cleanses Without Remorse. It's still in progress, so once I complete that, I'll talk about that on the next show. But, watching TikTok pulled me back into the CW. So, the Arrowverse, the Arrowverse which is Arrow, was what started it all. Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Batgirl, Batwoman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Supergirl, and so on, and Black Lightning, like, I just recently started watching The Flash yesterday, season 6 is where I remember leaving off at, but it's, it's great, <laughs> I don't know why I stopped, but yeah, uh, so without further ado, without further delay, we're gonna hop into the news since we have a whole lot to talk about, uh, let's Nope, that's not it. Nope. Alright, so, gaming. Netflix is reportedly planning to get into games even more. According to a report in the information based on unanimous sources, Netflix is planning to expand further into video games and approaching veteran game industry executives as potential hires. Which Netflix... While Netflix has previously produced interactive shows like Black Mirror, excuse me, Snatch and You vs. Wild, and in collaboration with external developers on projects like Stranger Things Three, the game this would represent more than just to bring a toe in the video games wo- space. Apparently, one of the plans being looked at is inspired by Apple's Arcade subscription service, which provides access to games exclusive to the service. The story may well be accurate if a statement Netflix sent to TechCrunch is anything to go by. And and I quote: "Our members value the variety and where is it variety and quality of our content." It said, "It's why we've continuously expanded our offering from series to documentaries, film, local language originals, and reality TV. Members also enjoy engaging." More directly with stories they love, through interactive shows like men of Snatch and You vs. Wild, or games being based on tr- Stranger Things, La Casa de Papel, and to all the boys. So we're excited to do more with interactive entertainment. Netflix's executives do consider Fortnite to be a major competitor, so it makes sense for the streaming platform to look at ways to push back. It also. It's also got all-in on shows based on video games like Castlevania, D- Dota, Dragon's Blood, Detention, as well as forthcoming adaptions, including animated versions of the Resident Evil, Tomb Raider, League of Legends, Magic the Gathering, and Dragon's Dogma, as well as a live-action Assassin's Creed series. Here's hoping that one turns out better than the movie did. So, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Let's see what they come up with. Come up with. Hopefully, they'll fully invest in it compared to Google. So, moving on. Blizzard's two-hour Overwatch stream showed off the best look yet at the much-anticipated sequel to the competitive team shooter. And while there's still no release date, the studio did show off plenty of new information about the upcoming game, or sequel. Chief among those, and one of the biggest changes to Overwatch in the game's history. The sequel will be shifting the default PvP multiplayer mode from 6v6 to 5v5. Within the current role Quang system, that translates to cutting out a tank character on each team, which will now consist of 2 support, 2 DPS and just a single tank character. The explanation behind the changes is to both simply shake up Overwatch's combat and meta, which tends to calcify toward tank-centric plays, specifically based on utilizing shielding mechanics from characters like Reinhardt or Orisa. In Overwatch 2, tank characters are getting some big buffs to make them even more powerful to help compensate for the lack of a second. Reinhardt, for example, is getting a second fire strike attack while Winston's Tesla Coil Cannon is getting a ranged auto-fire mode. The goal is to help shift Overwatch's combat away from hiding behind healing tanks and to give the rest of the team more room to spread out, flank, and focus on objectives instead of just trying to keep the tanks alive. One less tank also means that players have to be smarter about the maps. Utilizing cover and creative and creative flanking angles instead of just rolling down the main path in a shield fortress it's a big change to the game one that example ex- exemplifies the approach that Blizzard is taking in terms of trying to keep things fresh the stream also showed off other new aspects in the upcoming sequel including a better look at the cleaner UI for overwatch 2 which among other changes makes it easier for support characters to track teammates through healing. New characters, designs and other tweaks that are planned for character abilities like Mai, who won't be able to fully freeze opponents anymore. The development team also showcased several new maps. There was a better look at the upcoming Toronto map, which has been announced alongside Overwatch 2 back in 2019 but also a trio of, ma- of new maps, including New York, futuristic Grand Central Station, Rio, which also has an club for the EDM hero, Lucio, and Monte Carlo, uh, set on a Whiting racetrack. So apparently we have we still have no firm release yet for Overwatch watch too, so just stay tuned on for more information. But in the meantime, I am dehydrated just on these couple of news stories, and we still have ways to go. And keep in mind, this is just gaming. Oh, wow. Much better. Moving on, moving on. A new Gearbox franchise is coming uh, next year, according to 2K Games. Borderlands developer Gearbox is working on a brand new franchise with 2K games, which will be introduced this fiscal year. Introduced, never released, keep that in mind. So that's all it's saying. Devolver Digital is apparently, this is a tweet coming from them 14 hours ago. They're going to drop a weird F2P mobile game later this year, maybe two. And here's another article coming from Nintendo Life. So apparently, gaming announces is going to be released at the Summer Game Fest. Yep. And then they're set to release not two, but four games. Hey, what did I do? Oh, okay. I making sure. <laughs> I thought I did something. And updates on some select titles. So stay tuned on, on Jeff Keeley Summer Game Fest. So, and speaking of the Marvel Digital, they're preparing an IPO as well. They're preparing to go public on the London Stock Exchange with a valuation that could reach 1 billion euros. According to The Telegrapher, the publisher appointed... Bankers from Zeus Capital in preparation for its public listing. Game World Observer added that the company is expected to go public by the end of this year. And that's essentially it. We have no more details on that. So, Starfield is exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, according to Jeff Grubb. Jeffy Grubb over on Twitter. So, this is not an official confirmation from Xbox or Bethesda this is just someone from that has made his mark on games journalism and games med- and games media next I guess we're gonna we're gonna go on to this Palestinian uh, sub, uh, news if you guys have been hearing about it in the past week or so this is this couple of news stories are revolving around that. Uh, on Friday, a number of games industry media outlets posted stories informing their readers about how they can donate to charities to help Palestinians hurt by recent by, by by, re, by recent bombardment by Israel. By Monday morning, two of the largest such publications had taken the stories down. IGN was the first to post its collection of charity links, with a brief note beforehand stating Palestinian civilians are currently suffering in great numbers in Jerusalem, Gaza, and the West Bank due to the active Israel-Palestine conflict. The story also features a graphic of a Palestinian flag next to the Aegean logo. The story was pulled over the weekend, with Aegean releasing a statement about the removal early Monday morning. We have a track record of supporting humanitarian efforts and charities across the globe. In the instance of our recent post regarding how to help civilians, civilians in, the, in the Israel-Palestinian conflict. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm like stuttering all over. Give me a moment. <laughs> mm. Oh. Oh. That's weird. With a track record of supporting humanitarian efforts and charities across the globe, in the instance of our recent post regarding how to help civilians in the Israel-Palestinian conflict, our philanthropic interest to help those in need was not in line with our intent of trying to show support for all people impacted by tragic events by highlighting only one population. The post mistakenly. Left the impression that we were politically aligned with one side, quote unquote. That was not our intention, and we sincerely regret the error. Games, uh, GameSpot owned Games Informer posted its own story on Saturday with charity links per- prefaced by a statement about the crisis, saying, as violence escalates throughout the region with the Israel army raising the threat of war, Palestinian civilians are suffering, Numerous lives have been lost, people are injured, and families are being evicted from their homes in Gaza, Jerusalem, and even the surrounding areas. As is this writing, it too has been removed, with the URL returning a 4A4 error, The Games Stop representative did not immediately return a GamesIndustry.biz request for comment. Now, everyone has backed off the original statements of support. GameSpot posted its own story Saturday morning, and it remains up as of this Friday. Lately, Kotaku's Saturday article remains up, and we're going to even go to Kotaku's articles next. Okay, here we go. That IGN or, uh, editorial staff published an open letter, by an open letter decrying Sunday's remo- removal of an IGN article and its associated tweet that uh, linked to charities supporting Palestinian victims of recent Israel violence. The article and tweet posted on May 15th in response to violent military strikes against the people of gaza by the israel defense force were taken down on may 16th with the, without the ign editorial staff's permission or even involvement ign didn't release a public statement about the removal until early the next morning nearly 12 hours later we read into that okay sources tell US IGN editorial staff were outraged over both the removal of its article showing solidarity with the Palestinian people, as well as the subsequent statements from the IGN corporate. Today, they published an open letter on Medium, signed by more than, than 60 IGN staff members. Oh, wait, we already have it here. In the letter. A staff said they were appalled appalled by management's decision to subvert our, our editorial or editorial autonomy, a removal and remove our post directed directing aid to the Palestinian civilians currently suffering a humanitarian crisis in Gaza, the West Bank and Jerusalem. The letter called management's removal of the article a clear instance of corporate overreach overreach that demonstrated. Balanced disregard for the most basic standards standards of journalism, integrity, and editorial independence. The letter continues. We and I quote: We feel that the decision to remove the original article and social posts, as well as the subsequent statements from management, is not only actively harmful to IGN's public reputation and its employees, but. All. Also, highly disrespectful to much of his content team and broader staff. The statement inaccurately ascribes the the retraction to those across IGN rather than our members of our upper management team who made that decision. Giving a public impression that the, the decision was made by the editorial staff despite this being a choice we did not make collectively and which many of us do not agree with. Importantly, we feel the latest statement dangerously turns that was a matter of supporting innocent civilians facing a humanitarian crisis into a harmful case of both sides-ism. Helping children and civilians harmed by the horrors of war should not be controversial, no matter who the two sides are, and in, and it's in keeping with IGN's ongoing efforts to highlight causes that are important to our team, such as support for Black Lives Matter last year, and a more recent celebration of AAPI Heritage Month, and joining the call to end AAPI hate. The victims were here deserve the same support. The open letter concludes by calling for all hands, meeting with IGN, J2 Global Upper Management, full transparency about the sequence of events, That led to the takedown, and a a commitment from management to reinstate the removed article, and formally recognize IGN's editorial dependence and anonymity. Kotaku has contacted IGN, acquiring about the letter and circumstances surrounding the content takedowns. This message comes after a difficult weekend for IGN's editorial staff. Sources called Kotaku that the staff spent most of Sunday unaware exactly why the Palestinian charity post was removed. Or if company hire-ups were even going to make an official statement on the matter. So my take on this is that this... The conflict... Or it's not really a conflict. It's a one-sided conflict. Because this has been going on since over 70 years. Since 1948. If you guys were to do your research. They were... Israel is welcomed because it was post-World War Two Displacement from... I'm not I'm not going to go into exact, exact details, but everything that was... That, uh, everyone was aware of what happened in World War Two. They were welcomed. And they slowly, slowly pushed out the Palestinians with their illegal settlements. With their, uh, I guess, claiming of illegal... Claiming of people's homes. Attacks on. Hospitals. News outlets. And so on. And literally Gaza is an open prison. Essentially everything is closed out. And this was going on for years. So they're like under siege essentially. (laughs) And this. Has been going on every year. In Ramadan. The most holiest of months where we take the time to fast from morning, from sunrise to sunset, to reflect on our actions, to get closer to God, and so on. Especially the last 10 days of the month are the most holy. They're the most important where we take that time frame to spend time with family, and so on. And as, if you guys can do your research, do your own research, do, do your own history, uh, and so on. But literally, this this has always been going on. This supposed conflict would go on only in Ramadan. Especially the last 10 days. Other than that, they don't attack at all. They don't use the excuse as self-defense or Hamas or so on. First of all, Palestine has no army, no navy, nothing. They just have their civilians defending themselves. While Israel... Is has a world power, has the most. I'm trying to think of that word. Has the most advanced missile defense system in the world, and they're complaining about Hamas, rockets, and so on. Come on, of course they're going to defend Palestinians are going to defend themselves. And keep in mind, Palestinians are not just Muslims. There are there are multiple religions based in Palestine. Christianity and Judea, Judea, I'm sorry Judaism as well. I can't speak so it's not just a Muslim sided thing, no, it's it's Christians and Jews alike are being affected. And as you all as you all saw in process worldwide, it was Christians, Jews and Muslims alike. Rallying together in support for Palestinians. It's just Zionism and illegal colonialism. That's against every worldwide... It's illegal, essentially. Not the world, but no one's been doing a thing. Like, homes were being seized. Citizens were being pushed out of their homes illegally. And literally, as soon as the ceasefire was made into effect a couple days later... They raided the most holy sites in the world as people were praying inside of the the Jerusalem Mosque Al-Aqsa. So, do your own research, and you'll hopefully your eyes will be open as well to what's really going on, and what's been going on for years. Not just what's—it's just that it's being made more. It's everyone's happy everyone's having cameras, everything's being recorded in live streamed, and so on, that's all it is awareness is just being everything's being brought to light, essentially imagine everything else that, that, that wasn't being recorded keep that in mind so we really support for the Black Lives Matter as well as anti-Asian hate movements as well so this should, this should be no different alright, so moving on Rainbow Six Siege, we have a new operator that's been unveiled, Thunderbird. The upcoming season brings not only a new operator, but uh, also an extensive casual geared reveal of, I'm sorry, rework of Reveal and various quality of life adjustments to the game. And she's expected to release this June. The parent company behind the player uh PUBG Battlegrounds has announced plans to run a closed alpha test for PUBG New State, its the next game for iOS and Android. The finished project is due later in 2021, but in, in the meantime a closed a closed alpha test is poised to start June 11th. So it's intended to be a a 100 battle royale mode, but if that was the case you would have just gone ahead and updated the game. Instead of. Releasing a. Brand new game. Like why? Waste resources and all that. But it is what it is. Star Wars. Knights of the Old Republic is reportedly in development. At Espear. An updated version of the classic Star Wars game. Has been rumored for some time. But recent reports. shed more light to the studios behind it. Studio I'm sorry. Bloomberg report reported Jason Schreier named the developer in an appearance on the Min Max po- podcast after opening the show by talking about persistent KOTOR rumors and how a remake isn't in development at EA. The host circles back to the topic at the very end. The sh... The sh... sh- eh? And Schreier gave the studio... gave the studio name. This is public... At this point, I've basically confirmed that Aspire, which it, which the companies that ported a bunch of K O T O R games, is working on the remake. He said, and the r- report was further corroborated cor- corroborated by Eurogamer, which reportedly hearing of Aspire's involvement involvement as well. So there you go. Okay. Oh, forgot to move this over. Okay. Watch Dogs Legion is getting a Grandma Helen in a June surprise. Ubisoft has, related, has released an updated roadmap for Watch Dogs Legion and lays out its plans for the summer, including new playable heroes, a new story expansion, and Assassin's Creed. Crossover and a free operative named Helen, you who you might find a little bit familiar. The little the next big update was originally ex- expected to launch in late May, but Ubisoft has elected to hold it until June 1st in order to ensure development developers have sufficient time to pull its this bright pieces together. I'm not totally excited about this crossover as well. So we'll see gta online red dead online get new racers races as well as a big summer updates in a new blog post rockstar has outlined upcoming updates for both GT online and Red Dead Red that online and in both the races are on according to the post the gta online summer update will bring back car culture in a big way but th- that means it's largely it's largely left vague say Say for hints in its new race types, multi-multi party robbery missions, and new customization options. Ahead of the of the bigger update, Rockstar will introduce eight uh, eight new stunt races on May 27th, as well as seven new areas of deadline soon after. For anyone who missed its, it previously, the Chine bike. Shatara will make a reappearance, and survival mode will also take place in new locations throughout Los Santos and Blaine County. Players online are referring to the upcoming uh, uh, update as a potential tuner and outlaw's kind of update, referring a fan-made trailer from 20 next, referring referencing a fan-made trailer from 2016 for a fictitious racing-focused update, which also. Which ultimately never made its way Into the real game Wow (laughs) Alright Moving on, moving on So we have a couple of uh, Little updates as well as some VR updates As well, so stay tuned DBZ Kakarot Is getting its dirty DLC From the trunks Of Warrior Hope Glory of Hope. Crisis 2 Remaster is on its way. According to a tease from Crisis's official Twitter account, they used to call me Prophet, and I quote. PGA Tour 2K21 as NBA DLC hats, shirts, and more. Call of Duty Warzone is adding Rambo and even John McCain. as well as a new game mode called Power Grab, New Weapons, and Killstreaks. Resident Evil Infinite Darkness is coming to Netflix this July. Uh, This is kind of an entertainment thing, but I don't know why I didn't organize it. July 8th. We have a new trailer for Psychonauts 2, which gives fans fans a small glimpse into the long-awaited sequel. I'm not gonna spoil that for you guys that are excited for it. If you guys don't wanna be spoiled, don't worry about it, you guys are safe. But if you get for those who want to watch the trailer, be sure to check it out on YouTube. Uh, as we know as you all know, the summer games fest is will begin in more than two weeks. So on June 10th, it won't go live. Cook off on Thursday. So, Fortnite also has, uh, I'm sorry, the NBA has also another crossover with Fortnite. And you all know what that means. Skins, backflings, and more. What's uh, this is about? I'm just there's a crossover with Tankman as well. Let me see something. I don't know why I have this specific article saved. Darn it. Oh, it was a music video. So this year, Benday Namco has partnered with giant Enter- enterprises as the entrepreneurial arm of the San, F- San Francisco Giants Major League Baseball team and the National Basketball Association to get gamers outside and let, and, or, or at least moving their bodies. If you're, uh, I have no idea. So it's just a music video essentially. That's it. All it's saying is the combined star power of the NBA and Pac-Man enables us to deliver creative experiences, especially products that are sure to delight fans at both brands. As we move into 2021, we will launch a new Pac-Man initiative with the aim of inspiring our fans to be engaged and stay active with a variety of safe and home activities. So, let me see. The NBA inspired content within the Pac Man mobile title. Yeah, essentially, you're getting like in-game content. That's what I. That's what I figured. And who knows what what else they have in they have in store. The ESA and the International Game Developers Association are partnering up to highlight indie developers at E 3 2021. The the IGDA is thrilled to partner with the ECA to uplift Indies during this year's E3 and beyond, said Rennie Rettens, Executive Director of the uh, IGDA. The Indies provide heartfelt stories and groundbreaking creativity that led progress of our industry. It is is an, an honor to help Indies onto the grand stage for the first time so they can share their efforts and Inspiration worldwide. We are managing e3 in a variety of ways and in part of this of that is engaging with indie developers by offering Opportunities to help highlight them and their work on a global stage Says Stanley Pierre Louise president and CEO of the ESA Indie developers are a critical part of the video games industry and we're thrilled to expand our offerings to create opportunities to showcase their work worldwide (laughs) well Starfield rumors claims Tom Cruise is starring in Bethesda's new game So I was just referring to a tweet from Bethesda that they're interested in bringing Tom Cruise on who knows that's official or has any weight So grants oh, moving on grant Theft Auto Five PS Five and Series X release date is set for November. Warner Brothers Media is to join with Discovery in a forty-three billion dollar deal. IGN Entertainment Julia Alexander reported that the deal will include some parts of the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment business, but not all of them. The W Games website lists eleven. That's all it does. So we have no idea what this. Specific studios are being acquired or anything specific in that deal. So we just have to wait for a first confirmation from either from either All right So the release date for the PJ five PlayStation five shoes have been pushed back to June uh, June 17th if I'm not mistaken Alright, the HTC Vive Pro 2 is a 5K VR headset, the company's first. With these 2.5K panels combined, the Vive Pro 2 displays a total of 4896 by 2648 pixels. By comparison, the Valve Index has only a 2880 by 1600 total resolution. The HP Reverb G2 is a sharpest mainstream option with 4320 and 2160 pixels. The only other virtual reality headset that even tried to approach that level of resolution are the Pimax 5K Super and Pimax Vision 8KX. Snap is buying its AR display supplier for more than 500 million wave optics. And even so, SNAP, uh, they're introducing their next generation of spectacles at the SNAP Partner Summit 2021. All right. So VR, local local motion device that they can move, attracts 350K in pre-order campaign. Mecha... Dodo Simulation Games, the why is it like this? Okay, that's much better. The singapore port-based startup behind the upcoming PC VR headset and announced that its HIP-based VR motion device, DecaMove, has generated over $350,000 in sales over the course of its month-long pre-order campaign. The DecaMove is set to support Steam VR-compatible headsets, including the Valve Index, Oculus Rift S, Oculus Quest via the link, HP Reverb G2, HTC Vive Pro and Pro, HTC Cosmos, Samsung C and Deca Gear One. This little accessory allows you to navigate with your body, freeing your hands for interaction and your head to spectate around freely. The company says it says its website the head based said it in its website the head based navigation is natural. It brings immersive, immersiveness to the next level and also helps to reduce motion sickness. It, contribu- it contributes to the overall exposure of your in-game character and will sed- f- sed- send he- f- haptic feedback when you get hit. So the No Man's Sky into the radius and wrench among is among the first VR games to support DLL, DLSS including wrench and even into the radius will take advantage of that technology. Alright. Orlando makes its Somnus is a very personal create creation, whose story draws on his on his own experience and family history. Somnus Carl Valentino is inspired not only by his own family history, but by experiences with past generations of LGBTQ+. Folks from across the country, people I wouldn't have met without comics, Orlando said in Marvel's press release. While there is plenty of work to do, we've also come a long way as a community. Some is a chance to explore how my own late queer uh, relatives may have felt Living in more prejudiced times is also a chance to celebrate past generations, as a whole, and, and acknowledge the, sh- the strides they made that may have not have lived to see. And with the Creole Cohen error being one of the relative utopia for men for mutant kind, some this will bring a fresh perspective and. Respective gut check to the youngest mutant of the present who may Not just hard some this is like weird So it's essentially it's a new character that's based on LGBTQ with history and so on And the character was designed by Luciano Vasino Vascio So we we'll are done my country's actions have come al- has been a lucrative market within video games, and sensing like an opportunity to spin that idea off into its theme park. Oh, wow. Give me a second, folks. We're really dehydrated today. Disney has revealed that Dust can purchase a few power-ups for its new Spider-Man ride opening in June. Web Slingers, a... Spider-Man Adventure will open up on June 4th alongside Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure Park with the attractions featuring an an interactive ride that allows fans to fire off webs from their arms. So that's the standard version of of what the experience will offer. But for a few dollars, you'll be able to purchase a web power band, a web tech that will unlock a multi- that will unlock multi-fire webs. The power band on its own will cost $35, and W.E.B. Tech will be an additional $30. But unlike the digital nature of video game transactions, you can at least take these add-ons on home and home display them. Alright, so um, we're going to be moving on to entertainment if I find it wait do I have it music sports by Harris okay snake eyes GI Joe origins we got our first trailer and our first look of the origin story and it's set to release this October 23rd HBO max is getting a price increase Uh, let's see. So, you there's also a cheaper option as well, but with ads. So, coming the first week of June, HBO Max will be available for nine ninety nine a month with commercials, and if no commercials, just simply go to the forty nine ninety nine tier. DC has revealed its next direct-to-video game animated movie, and it's a big one. The wildly popular fighting game Injustice, Gods Among Us, is getting a movie adaptation. Oddly, neither DC or Warner Brothers Animation has made a formal announcement of the new project. Instead, its existence was revealed via press release for Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. Among the bonus features included in the Blu-ray set. So, moving gone. Uh, so there's a new Batman animated series from J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves coming to HBO Max. Green Lantern, Jeremy Irvine is in talks to join HBO Max series as Grey Hero. As Gay Hero Alan Scott, Arnold Schwarzenegger's spy adventure series or has been ordered by Netflix. And also, I Sky Dance TV show has also uh, will star Monica Barbaro. The Bad Girl movie has just added two bad boys directors. El- Arby and Fala directed last. Uh, Fala will direct this new movie. AT&T's direct. Did we do this? No. I think so. Hold on. No, no, I didn't. Okay. Early morning, AT&T announced a sudden change in direction. It reached an agreement with the Swiss to spin off Warner Media, the conglomerate of Warner Brothers, HBO, CNN, DC Comics, and more into a new company to be merged with Discovery. On Discovery's roster of the cooking channel, channel mm, sorry, travel channel, Food Network is a whole lot less exciting than Marvel I'm sorry, than Warner Media's lineup of Batman Harry Potter Game of Thrones. That combined companies the combined company brings together the co- components needed to build a new streaming giant. And it's already clear that this new Discovery Warner Brothers hybrid has Disney in its sights. and if you're an HBO Max subscriber I look forward to eight all eight Harry Potter movies that will will come to the streaming platform in June So and speaking of uh, Disney Plus Look forward to Loki coming on June 9th. and and for those who are watching the Flash, there, and someone has been casted as Impulse, which is Jordan Fisher, and um, that's what. In in addition to seeing this tweet, it got me excited to get back into the into watching the franchise, or the Arrowverse, I should say. So we're gonna end this. Actually, hold up. We didn't even we didn't even go into this. Okay, we missed one. Faster and Furious nine reviews are in, and they're calling it the biggest and wildest movie yet. Variety. Sometimes when you least expect it, it's a successful franchise will essentially morph into a different series over time. The Mission Impossible films became Bond films. The Fast and Furious films became Mission Impossible films, but F, but Fast 9 isn't construction around an exciting mi- mission. It's built around Vin Diesel and John Cena playing out the angst from the Toretto brothers' past. The family plot. Uh, uh we're gonna skip that, but it's, okay, it's moving forward. IndieWire. the wire. This is far the biggest, wildest, gravity-defyingest Fast and Furious installment yet. The wrap. For audiences who want their 2021 return to the multiplex to deliver big, loud, exciting action, F9 makes the cars go fast, jump high, and generally do the impossible. It's exhilarating, ridiculous, yes, but also it's ridiculously exhilarating. Screen Daily. Those those steeped into the franchise's lore will appreciate F9's not to sideline supported characters, including a few whose whose return to the to the narrative is sure to bring cheers to packed theaters. The Hollywood Reporter, as in Lin's last uh, feature, the disappointing the disappointing Star Trek Beyond, the director and co takes a quality over quality approach. During more action, subplots, and characters into the mix than any movie needs while leaving one with the sense that something's missing. The maximalist strategy makes even less sense considering the simple idea at this episode's heart. Dom has a brother his pals didn't know about. A strategy even more, a strategy into you, you separated them and now he's a bad guy. So, uh, that's, it wasn't even that much of a review. Alright, last but not least. Of entertainment. No, yeah, entertainment. A series adaptation of the Vampire Academy novels by Rachel Med has been ordered by has been ordered to a series at Peacock with Julie Plec and Mar- Margaret Mac- McIntyre attached to write, Variety Has Learned. The book series is a personal favorite of Plex who is best known for co-developing the CW series adaptation of the Vampire Diaries. Alright, so we're going to move on to music. We're going to take a short break and we're going to dive into it, folks. Welcome back, folks. We're going to move on to Sports. Hmm. Sabrina. Lornas is the youngest player in. WNBA history to get a triple double. Also making her mark at 23. And not only that. This is, uh, this is a breakdown of. The records she broke. She, uh, of course we mentioned. The uh, triple double. Uh, she. It's the first triple double in Liberty history. And the ninth. Triple-double in WNBA, the regular season history. So, kudos on her. NBA Summer League returns to Vegas in August. It will take place August 8th through the 17th. So, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Okay, so, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. We're going to go into the NBA postseason, I guess. Now, this is where people start focusing on the NBA, or say the majority of people. And I believe it started May 19th, Wednesday. So the Grizzlies beat the Spurs 100 over 96, and the Lakers barely beat the Warriors 103 over 100. And then, that's essentially it. We're going to hop into music but before we hop into that we're gonna watch this little back. Uh, how do I do this maybe here somewhere Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I didn't realize I hit that transition button. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. What to expect at the billboard? Let me hold on. Let me get rid of this ad first. Okay. Now let me watch it with you guys.
1: And- oh, I see. And you're not going to want to miss the big show. Among the acts taking the stage this year, we've got The Weeknd. BTS with their debut performance of Butter, Duran Duran, Icon Award recipient Pink, and DJ Khaled teaming up with her awesome and Migos for the performance the debut of his Khaled Khaled, Khaled track, we, desta- we Going Crazy. next oh just drake billboard's top artist of the 2010s is set to receive the artist of the decade award plus champagne poppy who holds the title for most of uh, uh, after taking that's home 12 played. in 2019 is a finalist yeah, yeah. in 7 categories including top artist meanwhile we have the weekend leading the pack with an impressive 16 nominations with his 2020 after hours hit blinding lights recognized in 5 categories then we've got rockstar DeBaby, the second top finalist with 11 nods including top hot 100 artist top rap Artist and top rap album. I hope singer Gabby Barrett, who achieved nods in nine categories, including top new artist, becoming the female artist with the most nods this year. And WAP rapper Megan Thee Stallion, the female artist with the second most nominations, with seven, including top female artist and top rap female artist. Also, hello, BTS are up for four awards, including top duo group, top song sales artist, top social artist, and top selling song for Dynamite. Yeah. And late rappers Pop Smoke and Juice World will mark the first time in a decade that two of the top 10 finalists receive posthumous recognition. Pop is a finalist in 10 categories, including top Billboard 200 album for his debut Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon... And Juice is a finalist in seven categories, including Top Rap Album for Legends Never Die. For a full list of performers as well as nominees, head to Billboard.com. And be sure to catch the 2021 Billboard Music Awards hosted by Nick Jonas on Sunday, May 23rd, airing live on NBC. For Billboard News, I'm Jordan Rowling.
0: There you have it, folks. That pretty much sums up the Billboard Awards for all the artists, the performances, and so on. And speaking of DJ Khaled's, his new Body in Motion music video is out now. Mm, let me see. Okay, so we have the winners of the MTV Movie and TV Awards show. Okay, so first we're going to go into special recognition. Scarlett Johansson as well uh, for the Generation Award. And Sasha Baran Cohen for the Com- Comedic Gen- Genius Award. So, best movie to all the boys, always and forever. Best show, WandaVision. Best performance in a movie, Chadwick Bosman, My Ranai's Black Bottom. Best performance. <laughs> In the show, Elizabeth Olsen, One Division, Best Hero, Anthony Mac- Mackie, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Best Kiss, Chase Stokes and S- Madeline Clean from Outer Banks, Best Comedic Performance, Leslie Jones, Coming to America, Best Villain, Catherine Hayne from One Division, Breaking Performance. Neji Jean Page from Bridge, Bridgerton, best fight, Wandavision, Wanda versus Agatha. I got wondering at a lot that I'm seeing. Victoria Pedretti from The Haunting of Bly Manor, best duo, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And and, I, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the the winners to you. To Anthony McKay and Sebastian Stan from that play Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Best Musical Moment. Edge of Great from Julia and the, and the Phantoms. And the final award winners of 2021. Oh, yeah. Oscars. Uh, let me see. What is this? No no no. Okay, no no, you're good. I don't know why the heck they showed this. It's just uh recommendations for other awards. Now award um award ceremonies like the Oscars Golden Gloves and so on. Okay. Yeah, we already looked at this. Marshmallow is set to perform at the UEFA Champions League finals. That is set to take place in Portugal on May 29th, so six days from now as of this recording, between Manchester City and Chelsea. I'm definitely really looking forward to this, this performance. And we're going to, uh, not really going to end this, but here we go. Let me see something iHeartRadio Music Festival will will return to Las Vegas on September 17th and 18th. And the lineup has yet to be announced, but tickets will go on sale June 18th for those looking forward to it. And last but not least, we're going to end this with Pink's album release party. Pink is releasing her new live album, all I know so far, Sat uh, list which accompanies her documentary of the same name, and the star is celebrating during her executive iHeart Radio album release party on May twenty first. So that was two days from now. All right. So, if you guys want to send us a mail, here's how. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, if any questions they may have for us by sending us a free email on our Discord server, leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash the impact play. Or even by sending us an email to read to read email at theimpactplay.com. Who knows, it may even be featured on a future episode or even our special readable segment of the show. So thank you guys so much for making the Impact Play a part of your day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation discord and chat now. Guys, we're trying to unlock subs over on Twitch, and we need we need your help. And we cannot level up the show to where we know where we could take this. We could take this show to new heights, but we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believe who benefits from the show. Hit the follow button. Hit that notification bell. Leave us a, re- a review, even just a reading on your favorite platform. So for those of of our supporters over on Patreon, go to. Uh, give me a second. Go recruits and above. Uh, we'll have access to the post show. So I'll see you all there. At patreon.com backslash the impact link.